0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mostly Reality Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. Jess will be joining me in just a little bit. Uh, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family and friends. Um, I was able to, this year we started a little bit of a new tradition in my family because in September we lost my grandmother and my sister's fiance lost his mom over the summer so um this holiday season is a little bit different for us so we all went to my sister's house um we all chipped in and brought some stuff made some stuff uh got to have some mimosas and some glasses of wine with everybody and some really good food and conversation Watched some football um and then we headed over to uh, Thanksgiving, spend the evening with Jeff's family before going out shopping, which is probably one of my favorite things about the holiday considering I'm not a big fan of Turkey. So um, over the weekend though, we spent some time with friends of mine down in Delaware. Uh, We went shopping um, for those of you that are on the East Coast at the Rehoboth outlets, which was so much fun, so many good deals. But one of the most exciting things that came out of the weekend was Saturday night was terrible weather. So we ended up staying in and not going out to dinner because we were all exhausted from shopping and somehow stumbled across a marathon of my big fat American gypsy wedding on TLC. Um, It was probably because I made... Everybody in the house watched 90 Day Fiancé the night before because I saw that it was on, and the Christmas movie that was on Hallmark sucked. So um, this was on... It immediately pulled us in. So, I'm just going to give the little synopsis of what this show is about. So, apparently, it is a spin off or a take on the British documentary series that tells of gypsy culture in the UK, which I was wondering why it, they defined American Gypsy. So, that makes sense. Um, TLC goes inside. Uh, the hidden world of American gypsies using their extravagant wedding celebrations to reveal a group of people who live alongside but free from mainstream society guided by century-old religious and cultural traditions though secretive and based on long-held values the gypsy lifestyle is anything but discreet they're not lying In fact, in modern-day influences resulting in wedding, holy communion, and birthday bashes that are large, loud, and lavish. The series includes appearances by dressmaker Sandra uh, Cecily, who is seen designing elegant gowns for weddings and other milestones. Uh, For those of you who have not seen the show, um, the last sentence there... Oh, it says elaborate, not elegant, because I was going to say that they are anything but elegant. And that was just me misreading. Um, Yeah, elaborate gowns for weddings and other milestones. Um, I believe other shows on television are train wrecks. Um, this is a train wreck with a... Jewelry heist, a bomb going off, and like babies running and crying and screaming. It is the biggest i i I don't even know it was mind numbing as you can tell from my speechlessness um both episodes that we watched because I couldn't watch anymore um were featured. Fights at the wedding between, um, parents of the bride or groom and one of the people getting married. Um, one of them, like, they walked in and literally, like, as they're getting married, like, the thing you see in the movies, like, they're getting married literally at, like, a 7-Eleven and this woman walks in and stops them. Like, they're so much happening. The second episode, the girl who I believe was very young, um, all of them were very young, got married in a dress made of money. Um, It obviously didn't have a lot. It did have some real money, but they were like the singles on it. There were some like 50s and 20s, but um, they weren't real, obviously, because these people were so trashy. Um, it's sad because it seems like, like the way that the description makes it out to be is like, it's so like, uh, these, all these cultural traditions and religion and all of that stuff, but it was so trashy, like unbelievable. I cannot believe this is happening. One, both episodes featured people relatively like close to the Philadelphia area, which was. Really, I want to go out and find them. I want to talk to them. I'm imagining I'm going to have to go to some seedy places that I've probably never been before, Um, but I'm willing to do it to talk to them. Um, I just want to learn way more about them. Um, I don't know that I can dive back into the show because it is so, so crazy. I don't know if any of you have watched it. If you have, I really need you to message us on Instagram. Send us a little slide into the DM and give me a little bit of love over this because it is crazy. I cannot believe it premiered in 2012 and it's on season six. I cannot believe there are this many of these train wrecks out there. Um, I'm imagining, I don't know how many episodes there are per season, but I'm imagining that there's like a couple uh, yeah, cause season six is already on episode eight. So I, there's so much. I, I'm so sad that there are this many people in the world like this that want to show the world their nuttiness, but whew, I mean, whew. like the one literally was talking about trying to get her daughter like married off at like, Fourteen. It was so ridiculous. I cannot believe people like this exist. But they do. Um, anyway, this week's episode is so amazing. Um, we have our very first interview. As you can tell, I clearly am in love with the TLC show 90 Day Fiance. We have one of their iconic um, people from the show, Danielle Jabali from she first appeared in season two. Jess and I get to sit down and talk to her. We talked to her actually last week, right before Thanksgiving, and she was actually doing her Thanksgiving dinner with her family that night. So we didn't keep her too long because I don't like to be intrusive on stuff like that, especially when it comes to family matters. And if you guys follow her Instagram, she does really seem to be involved with her family. She was super sweet. I know that uh, we all kind of have opinions about. She and Muhammad and all of the craziness that's kind of ensued between 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, and all the other spinoffs that they have that she's been on. But uh, I really think it takes a lot of a person to really put themselves out there over the last couple of years like Danielle has and to really kind of invite us into her life over the last couple of years. So, I really think you're going to enjoy that. Then we Jess and I take a very mini dive into the Real Housewives of OC Reunion Part 1. Uh I don't want to deep dive this because we've been talking about OC for a little while now, but there's something that has been on other podcasts um this week that people are not pointing out and I caught it. I want to know if you caught it. So, Really interested to talk about that little nuance of the reunion. And then we are talking the Shah's reunions. Part two just aired last night. So we're going to talk part one, part two of the Shah's reunion. Here we go with our interview with Danielle. Enjoy. Right. So uh we are... So happy today to be joined by Danielle Jabali from the 90 Day Fiance, um, a kind of brand of shows at this point, because you've been on quite a few. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I guess I kind of want to start out by, because we're on season six, you started out on season two, so... Uh, and that was before kind of the show kind of got the notoriety that it has today. So could you tell us a little bit about how you ended up on the show? Like, how did you find out about the show to begin with?
1: I, me and my coworkers watched the first season.
0: Okay. And
1: they knew that I was in a relationship with Muhammad. And they were like, we should apply for you to be on the show. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if they're going to apply, I'm going to apply myself.
0: So (laughs) I had went home
1: and sent an email to the casting. And after that, it was history. (laughs) I mean, there was a few emails exchanged with pictures and all, but they were interested from the get go. Oh,
0: wow. Well, we certainly owe a big thank you to your, to your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like I mentioned, so we've seen you go through quite a bit on the show and with social media kind of being kind of such a huge part of these kind of shows and just reality TV in general today, how, how has that experience been for you? Um, just kind of, I think that people kind of get that idea that they are so invested in your life because they're seeing you live it. So how has that experience been for you?
1: It's been hard and it's been great at the same time. The hard part would be bullying and people thinking they know everything about your life Mm -hmm. and the name calling and stuff like that. The other, the great part would be just getting to meet from the fans, because I've met up with quite a few fans that either come to Sandusky or they've run into me or whatever it may be. And yeah. I've developed some friendships out of those, meeting those people.
0: That's so often awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, I mean, this interview kind of happened just by me, like, being seeing you on the show and, and being a, such a fan of yours and kind of the, the vulnerability that you show on the show. And I yeah. sent you a message on Instagram. You got back to me so quickly, and we're so uh, generous in <laughs> accepting the invitation. So um, I definitely kind of get that feeling from you, just in kind of, you do a lot of those ask and answer kind of things that Instagram's been
1: <laughs> gracing
0: us with these days. Dang. So, yeah, um, yeah. so that's really awesome to hear that you've met some really cool people out of it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah,
2: yep. yep. So I have a question for you, Danielle. Um, so we've seen, we got to see your family. We got to meet all of your kids, um, especially in season two, and learn a little bit about your your background with them and everything. Um, yeah. But I want to know how has the show impacted your relationship with your kids at all, and if so, how?
1: Oh, um, my! I would say the. The one that it's impacted the most was Corey because of Uh the incident that happened with Muhammad, because Mm -hmm. I was basically having to choose sides. But now we have moved past that, so our relationship is back to normal. Oh, good. Um, My kids are always there for me. I'm always there for them. They cheer me on. They don't see no faults in me. Yeah, so... (laughs) <laughs> so I would say it's been good, and okay, they've good. learned things about themselves throughout the whole experience too, like I have. Oh, good. All right, that's I like to hear that. Yeah, you
0: definitely got that sense of just their their genuine love for you and wanting to kind of see you be happy. Yeah. So yeah. that was really yeah. that was really sweet. Um, yeah. So we've seen so since. Season Two, you've also been on some of the ninety day spin offs, which have been yep. happily ever after, and what's next um, yeah what has been your motivation in continuing to kind of put yourself out there?
1: to tell my story and to show people that you can move on after something traumatic has happened to you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like an empowerment, it's almost like an empowerment Yeah.
0: like you want to be. Yeah,
2: I like, okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think that, I think that it gives us as the viewers kind of a sense that like, there's more to you than this kind of incident necessarily that may have happened to you, which I think is really important. And, and really good, like you're saying, like, again, all the influence, outside influences of social media and stuff like that, we kind of get to see your story. um, Yeah continued
1: yeah um yeah because that's why i i have most of my social media open so people can see that what happens to me on tv is just not the only thing about me i have family i have friends i have grandkids i have school work and all that and i'm nothing like i was betrayed on tv
0: yeah yeah how long ago? How long ago was it now that you first began filming season two?
1: Season two was from May. We filmed from May 2014 to July
0: 2014. So okay. That, okay. So it's been it's been quite a while. Yeah. So now you just saying that you're nothing like what was portrayed. I've actually seen more than most reality shows that cast has not been overly happy with how they're portrayed on this show necessarily. So yes. would you say that would you say that you agree with that or just kind of they're definitely kind of shaping a specific story necessarily?
1: They are definitely shaping a specific storyline. Because yes. like people always say that I'm soft. I stalked Muhammad and that's far from the truth. I've been blocked from Muhammad's social media since three months after our marriage because he didn't like me and my family commenting on his social media, calling people <laughs> out when they when he wouldn't stick up for me and stuff. Yeah. So the stuff that I was getting I get from fans or friends that send me the info. <laughs> 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 I am Far too busy to be stalking his social media and stalking him 24-7. I mean, I've been in school for two two years, almost two and a half, and I work two jobs, and I have my kids, and my girls run me to death. I mean, <laughs> two of them have worked, and they have school, because they go – we live in a different town than what their home school is. They have open enrollment. So I have to take them to school. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not soccer
0: <laughs> <laughs> So one of our listeners asked um, if you would do anything differently, um, kind of looking back at, at things.
1: Uh-huh. I would, what there's a couple of things. I would have uh, went over more than once to see Muhammad to get more of a feeling for him. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I would have cut out a lot of the social media. Because in the very beginning, I was watching everything that was being posted on social media about me, about Muhammad. And mm-hmm. after a while, that gets to you when you see all the negativity right. daily. And just listening to because people come up with I've had people message me saying they they're having a baby my Muhammad they slept with Muhammad I've had people send me one person sent me a a dick pic trying to say it was Muhammad so I would have shut that stuff out in the very beginning and did that differently.
0: Oh my goodness, what a (laughs) a, a glance into your life, my
1: goodness.
0: Yeah. That must must be so crazy going from just kind of your normal everyday life, like sitting around, seeing this show season one, talking about it with your coworkers to then like all this chaos that's kind of brought on to you kind of after people start seeing your stories. That must be wild.
1: Yes, it is, because I still don't get used to it. See, uh, when I'm out and about, like today, I was at the store and someone recognized me and she had to give me a hug and was asking how I was doing and stuff like that. And it's just weird getting having people come up to you and say that they <laughs> know you from somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. It's but it's so nice because again, you're you're seems so kind of warm and welcoming to it. So that's really kind of nice. That must be nice for people who. See you and yeah. know that kind of that warmth that they can, just kind of come up and say something yeah. you they're not just like hiding behind a cereal box, like <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um so speaking of those Instagram questions on your story, uh-huh. I've noticed a a little bit recently that some people have asked about your current relationship status, and yeah. that you haven't been answering it, so i I have to ask. whether whether or not you're seeing somebody currently.
1: I have been seeing someone, but I won't divulge who that person is because he's a very private person, and I respect him for that, and I don't want to drag him into the spotlight and have people dig into his life the way they do mine. Okay.
0: That's really respectable. Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking it we won't be seeing him on an upcoming season. No. <laughs> <laughs> well shocked. But I'm very happy to hear that um that you're seeing somebody and it sounds like um you're happy with that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you um so do you keep in touch? With anybody, or are you friendly with anybody from the show, either from your season or from current seasons? Um, yeah, um, most
1: of the cast we follow each other mm-hmm. on social media and we do talk in like messages and stuff. Okay. I talk to okay. Ashley a lot and Larissa a lot and Darcy uh-huh. and Molly. Um, yeah, and I I've done a podcast. For Brett, who was for my season. Okay. okay, yeah, I did get in touch with the cast.
0: Oh, good. That's awesome. Yeah, I on one of the tell-alls they did like a little bit of a, a split screen, or not necessarily a split screen, but like a little like screen in the bottom corner um, when you and Muhammad were on, and it seemed like that the, the cast was kind of really supportive of you. So that was really that was nice yeah. to see. Um yeah. so do you so with keeping in touch with people from this season, have you had people kind of reach out to you kind of just maybe for advice or anything like that as their as their season's gonna be coming on or anything like that? I Marissa
1: actually reached out to me about a month ago and wanted to know when we take when me and Mohammed taped our first fell off which was in 2014 and wanted to know what the weather was like in the studio and stuff like that because she wanted to know how she should dress. (laughs) Um, What an interesting question. (laughs) Yeah. And then I had had Ashley reach out to me when she found out that I was going to be in L.A. too so we could meet up and hang out when we were were all in L.A.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Honestly. That's cool. That's cool to know that she did that. Yeah. So, we actually, on our on the last episode of the podcast, just kind of caught everybody up on this season of the show. So, I would love to know if you're watching and what you think of this season of the show so far.
1: Um, the season is really interesting, it is. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> there is more stuff happening off camera than there is on camera oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe the stuff that has happened off camera like Ashley's friend Medley posting stuff then oh. one day Fernanda and Larissa and Colt were going at it I was like this is crazy it <laughs>
0: i know and you've got direct lines to two of them that's really exciting <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> have you
0: have you heard from larissa since of the incident that ensued last weekend
1: i have not heard from her i mean i reached out to her when the incident was unfolding trying to give her some advice but mm-hmm. that's another thing I've learned. If you got issues between you and your spouse, don't be post- posting it all over social media. Because it's been up the fans, and they want <laughs> to know everything that's going on. Yes, we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to advise her not to be posting because people are going to splash it all over in the groups and stuff, but...
0: No one listens. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can kind of look back in retrospect and kind of, and kind of see the bigger picture, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you tell everybody where they could find you since clearly you're, you're so wonderful and, and, and <laughs> open to access. So I love it.
1: Yeah. Um, on my Twitter and Instagram, I just go by Danielle DiBelli. But on my Facebook, I have a fan page. I go by Danielle Mullins DiBelli. And I get all kinds of friend requests on my personal page. I won't add fans to my personal page, so I would want my fan page because I update that a lot. Okay, understandable. Good.
0: Fair enough. Yes, yeah, that's. Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. And your Instagram is just your name as well, correct, Daniel DeBetley? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, again, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time because even though this episode is going to post after the holidays, we are taking time away from you right before Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I want to thank you so, so much. Thank you so um, much. For being so sweet and joining us and just being so awesome in just putting yourself out there it really comes across like what a, a genuine person that you are on the show so it's thank been really you. nice getting to talk to thank you. you
1: thank you yeah and have a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas yeah you guys too happy uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you
0: all right Danielle thank you again so much have okay. a wonderful wonderful night
1: okay thank you bye
0: bye, bye. Hi. Oh my god, you figured it out. <laughs>
2: I figured it out.
0: <laughs> how are you? I'm
2: good, how are you?
0: Good. Okay, so should we jump in? Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Okay, so I don't want to deep dive this because I feel like every episode we've talked OC. And I honestly think it means some punishing because... It's not that great, and I don't so. We shouldn't (laughs) keep talking about it every week. Okay. However, there's something that I caught several times. I'm really interested to know if you caught this on the reunion, because literally no one has mentioned this at all, either on Bravo Dish. I haven't seen anybody in Kate Casey talk about it, or um, Watch What Crappens. Nobody is mentioning this, but... I found it very interesting and I pinged up a really hardcore when the camera was on Kelly in the back after Vicky accused her of snorting cocaine or as Kelly called it, booger sugar, which <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Um but I found it quite interesting and I don't mean this to say that I think that Kelly is doing cocaine however I did find it quite interesting that at a minimum of three times Kelly mentioned that twice she mentioned to her ex-husband whose name is escaping me right now Michael Michael, that he was on camera and this conversation was on speakerphone And so she did that twice. Mm -hmm. And like a warning. Yes. Literally, as soon as she picked up the phone, she said, you're on camera. And then said it again in the middle of the conversation, then said, I can't believe Vicky said that on camera. I always Mm -hmm. read into this because I feel like. Not necessarily O.C. does it as much, but definitely a lot of the other ladies in other towns make it a big deal about what is said on camera and what is said off camera. Right. Well, And I don't even necessarily mm -hmm. mean to insinuate that that, as Kelly is a cokehead. I think that probably, I mean, she's somebody who likes to go out and have a good time. And I feel (laughs) like that that is something that is probably a little bit more readily available to folks with one money to just the are
2: the freedom to party like that
0: yeah so and
2: i feel like well, I mean, margaret th- just admitted on housewives of new jersey this week that she has tried cocaine and once. nobody
0: batted an eye so, Not I even
2: mean, a single eyelash
0: So, And I feel like, like it gets talked about a lot on podcasts that it's probably ladies are, a lot of these ladies are doing Adderall because how are they drinking this much and staying so thin, but maybe right. it is a little bit of uh, the booger sugar, if you will, um, getting in there too.
2: Um. I mean, maybe. I honestly, I don't, I do think Kelly Smith, like, I think that Kelly is so open and upfront about what she does,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, which is why I like her so much. I actually don't, I didn't read into it that much, and yeah. I don't think that that was insinuating. I definitely think that the cameramen and the producers edited it to look that way. Yeah. Um... And maybe trying to play it off as like, oh, well, this is just more behind the scenes footage like we always show you at every reunion. But I think they were like when she said you're on camera, I have a feeling that they edit every conversation and I'm sure every conversation starts with. You're, you're on, on camera, on, camera and you're on speakerphone yeah because i think people should know i mean unless like it's another housewife but if it's well, somebody who's not actually on the show i think that they definitely started like that that's true maybe
0: it is just a thing that they have to say maybe if they're going to be like that like how when you call a credit card company or Comcast, they're like, this conversation could be recorded.
2: My... Exactly. So maybe well, it's Well, yeah, something... because then it's like, oh, well, I said that and I thought it was in the confidence of just our conversation. I wasn't aware that we were on speakerphone and I was being recorded by a national television.
0: Yeah, maybe Bravo isn't allowed to use the, the footage if they don't say that.
2: I I think that that's the case, honestly. And then also, um, when she said, "I can't believe Vicky said that on camera," I took it as, "I can't believe that she would say that," and it's not something that was like page six. Yeah. Like I can I think she was like, "I just can't believe that she just said that," like at the reunion, and it was such a targeted. I mean, Vicky knew that that accusation would travel immediately yeah and it did I mean it traveled
0: before the reunion even aired so it's like Vicky is something at this reunion she is
2: she's oh I'm over her I can't
0: believe she even woke (laughs) up enough to to do this like I think she's actually sleeping with her eyes open and her (laughs) facelift just doesn't allow her to close her eyes anymore
2: And it's not nice that they put her next to Shannon
0: because... Well, I think she's also fucking furious that That she is not next to Andy.
2: I don't... But see, so I don't think that that's a bad thing. I've watched a couple other reunions recently just to, like, refresh my memory on how they work now that we're talking about them. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's just... The people that Andy is going to talk the most shit to and the people that have the most beat, like, either or. Either Andy's going to talk the most shit to you because you had so much happen this season and he's going to rain fire on you. Or you have a major, major feud and it's not solved yet. Or we know that it's happening off camera post season and we want to talk about it now at the reunion. Like, yeah. Vicky has had so many seasons where she sat in that, quote, hot seat that I'm honestly so over her. I'm glad she's
0: second best. Well, and I don't think that you can be somebody who's trying to be Switzerland and end up next to andy at the end which is all
2: bullshit like when gina called her out and was like i can't believe that you said you didn't want to be part of that life and you literally were just talking about being at on delays and whooping it up and getting naked wasted like she's so hypocritical
0: well i think that that's a lot of steve i think that he is not as nice as we see him on television
2: Which, honestly, this old bitch needs. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I agree with him. You're 60 years old, and you're a grandmother, and and you shouldn't be whooping it up and being naked-wasted. That was awesome 10 seasons ago, like, when Gretchen was still on, and we were excited about you whooping it up and getting naked-wasted, and that was a thing. Like, now, 10 years later, I'm over it. I think everybody else is over it. Your kids are all grown and you're talking about having more grandkids like yeah maybe you should embrace that and tone it down but you can't also say in the same breath whooping it up at Anliess that was so fun <laughs> and I don't want to be part of that life when it comes to Gina because Gina is also 30 something like
0: <laughs> yeah, which also I find it very funny that the the dress that Gina is wearing apparently, brand brandy is also wearing in the dallas reunion and oh,
2: is she really <laughs> and candy
0: apparently wore it like two weeks ago on watch what happens live so the bravo <laughs> oh, no. stylists are really loving that dress i wonder if it's the same <laughs> one or i bet it is i bet they're just like get that shit off of you and give it back to me I mean they all
2: have like the same body type, although I think Gina is significantly taller than Brandy.
0: Well, yes, it probably is just covering (laughs) Gina's hoo-ha and on Brandy it's gonna be a floor length dress. So (laughs) So it looks like a different dress. Yeah, it'll definitely well played, Bravo. I'm thinking that that Candy's dress was probably a different one because her ass couldn't fit in the same dress that Gina could fit in. No. There's no way. Oh, man, that's so funny. (laughs) I'm interested for Dallas reunion, not just for that dress, but also they every one of them, I'm pretty sure, is in sequence. And I also find it funny that just after I mention, I think they're listening to our podcast already, Bravo is. So that just after I mention that fucking Leanne is looking like a different Disney villain, at every in every one of her interviews this year she literally looks like a brunette ariel right after she like turns into a human form like (laughs) she literally has like very soft flowing hair at the reunion like very demure and i'm like what is happening i just (laughs) wish cameron would have had those condom earrings back on But we can talk Dallas next week because we have another reunion to talk about.
2: So many, so much drama right now. My life is full. (laughs) Oh,
0: I want to know what you think because I know that you were rewatching, which bless your heart, rewatching part two of the Shaw's reunion because good Lord, I barely made it through once.
2: Oh, so when I said I was rewatching, I was rewatching part
0: 1. Okay. Cuz prior to two. Bravo real Bravo did some two very interesting things to me for the Shah's reunion. One, we usually don't get any excitement much like we see on the Housewives. Housewives one. reunions. We don't get much excitement out of round 1. It usually comes in at the end of round 1 that then ends and then we pick craziness back up and the big craziness usually happens in episode two and then it's a slow downward spiral into boredom in episode three <laughs> much like <laughs> my bowling game this is if I bowl three games it's always game two's the best one and three suck. so mm-hmm. this one episode one far more interesting than part two and there was a week break in between airing boring part two which is
2: insane. I a
0: week break. I would be like, where are we? Let's like, why even debrief me? Like, let's just make, why didn't they condense that into like an extended episode? The only thing that was of interest last night was really MJ revealing that she was pregnant, which all, everybody was guessing because she was the only one not drinking, which I love that these bitches are so crazy that they give them alcohol during the reunion like not to cheers with afterwards they're sipping and did you catch that mike could not bend forward and get his glass of champagne because his I pants did. are so tight
2: okay. I-, I gathered but i also noticed um and i say that because right now i have it paused on my tv mm-hmm. and i'm looking at their s- setup because i'm so intrigued by the setup for this mm-hmm. um some of them have gone through multiple glasses of champagne. Wouldn't you? Toast. I mean, I would. Well, yeah, but, like, Andy usually ties that shit down and is like, no. But I also found it funny that um, I know that they did a toast at the end, as they always do, but mm-hmm. they did that burning thing instead of, like, a group shot Yeah, since somebody's pregnant. Yeah. But... Um, I, I mean, in the reunions, I feel like they always have to, a little something to sip on, or at least water, but I've never seen, like,
0: them allow multiple glasses. <laughs> no, Shaz does table. usually have, I know that some the one reunion, I'm pretty sure they filmed at, like, a buffet table. So they do usually have food around. I just was really taken aback by the champagne that was flowing as well. I love it. I think it's a turn that Bravo should take regularly yeah I'm wondering if it's because they don't I'm wondering if they film for as long of a day as the housewives although I I mean tying back to the first housewives (laughs) they went to lunch break right I think I think that
2: they keep the housewives as like hostages and they start at 8 in the morning they take a lunch break and then they deprive these bitches of dinner and like purposely make them hangry and mean and tired and grumpy
0: so that they can elicit like the best responses so that they can. I I am surprised though but with all of the tension this season in OC that all that they've covered up until lunch is really kind of the Vicky and um, Kelly. And Kelly, yes. Thank you. I Chief. think they wanted
2: to get that out of the way. Yeah. The 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 heavy hitter for the big episode two is going to be Shannon and Tamara. And three. Poor Shannon. She's really
0: in for it. I
2: think she looks horrendous. Every time they zoom in, and I know that this is like a fault of like us getting technologically advanced and having hd 4k yeah but it doesn't do her any favors and i know that she's super excited that she lost all that weight and i wish that i could be preaching that same victory but her face it is she should not have stopped at the eyelid
0: (laughs) it's kind of like the first time i got an hd uh hd tv and watch an episode of the view and i thought barbara walters was melting in front of me like a wax (laughs) candle yeah it was it's kind of like that yeah
2: they like zoom in on her and i just i feel like the wrinkles around her face are more pronounced and maybe that's because she lost weight and she doesn't have all that fluff in her face to like puff out those wrinkles Mm -hmm. but it's not a good look for her
0: yeah being too thin when you're older isn't a great look like because it really doesn't like you get super skinny and then you inject your face with filler to fill it out. Like just fucking eat a cheeseburger. Like, hello. Nice.
2: Okay. And I'd love to teach a lesson in that. <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm hoping that, that we're done with, like, the Kelly and Vicky thing, but I don't think we're going to be. I think that Kelly's, like, not going to get over this. I hope she thing. actually
0: comes out on stage and punches her. Although, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and it was very interesting that apparently, I mean, Vicky is a huge liar, but um, I wonder how much of this is actually played up because apparently a couple of weeks ago, Vicky was either was on Watch What Happens Live, I believe, or was somewhere and had said that she and Kelly went to dinner after the reunion. What? Uh Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if any of this is played up a little bit.
2: Maybe they're both doing
0: cocaine. Maybe they are. Well, (laughs) I don't think Vicky is because or she got a bad batch because she is asleep. Yeah. Like she even, and I loved Tamara like coming over, like, Vicki, you can't say that. Like, Ugh. but it was so like, you, like, you, she didn't even mean it. <laughs> she was like, Vicky you can't say that. No, like, she
2: didn't mean it. And Vicki didn't understand the heaviness of this. And I really liked how Ben and Ronnie on Watch What Crappens broke it down of how they took it. Yeah. Um, because they took it the same way I took it, which to a fault is society, like reading into everything, which is literally what we do. But, um, they took it as like Vicky saying, I'm not, you're calling me fat and I'm not skinny because I like, and I don't do cocaine. Yeah. Um, so I actually like, I think that it was just like Vicky was just being an asshole and just saying Something with no real meaning behind it, but also not understanding the weight of what she just said. Which is her MO for her whole life. <laughs>
0: what what was the dress she was wearing too though? Why did we see like her her, up, stomach? her like upper like a triangle of her upper abdomen?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I was uncomfortable by that whole thing
0: and I don't like to talk about people's weight gain because like, I actually think one. she looks great as far as her weight. I just didn't understand from like a dress standpoint. I just thought it Ugh. was a weird feature. That... So
2: I thought she looked great during the season, but I think this dress is doing nothing for her because it's like showing that she has no definition in her arms and she looks like she's gained weight. Every time the camera pans to like a side angle to catch a diagonal of all three of them on the couch, it shows her like back rolls. Mm, I I just think that there's a better dress out there that could hide that like I'm the queen of being able to hide what I want people to not see and the stylist is not doing that for Vicky and then that little peekaboo of skin it's like no girl we're seeing enough
0: yeah that was really (laughs) weird I just thought it was a very odd feature of the dress
2: especially while she's preaching that she's a grandmother and she shouldn't be (laughs) like
0: what (laughs) cover up your titties
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cover up your stomach why are you walking around like a hoochie
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if steve approved that dress
2: yeah i don't care maybe steve was asleep i love that she said that he was so sweet when he took care of her and then like half under her breath she was like he kept me heavily medicated no bitch that's called keeping uh. you sedated i don't I think he know. stopped
0: i think he's Still putting still that medicated. Like, into your OJ in the morning. Like.
2: like she said that and that struck a level of truth with me that I know deep down because I did that to my patients in the ICU. Like, listen, if you wake up like a raging psycho and you try to beat the crap out of me to sleep, you go.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so kudos to you, Steve. Maybe you should be a crit care nurse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have another field for you. if Eating Vicky doesn't work out. <laughs> oh my gosh Um, all right did you have any other thoughts on shahs since we were not gonna deep dive oc but they were clearly more interesting than the shahs
2: well you know if you light our fire and we want to talk smack we will um i'm really bothered by the reveal that Gigi's gonna be pregnant soon by herself oh my god um I don't care so much about that cuz I just think that everything she does is a terrible decision but that's like we embrace that as Gigi's being. What annoys me is that MJ piped up inappropriately as she has been for the last two like episodes and said god willing when uh, she's having a baby with no man. That maybe we, know we of.
0: maybe we missed her saying like god willing you're barren like (laughs) no
2: she said god willing and started clapping and i'm like does nobody remember last season when asa revealed that she was pregnant out of wedlock and she fucking ran down the hallway calling it a bastard child (laughs) and now we're saying god willing and we're clapping and Gigi's just gonna get pregnant with like Purchase a sperm out of like a a change machine.
0: Out what, of she's gonna get them at the same vending machine. That <laughs> that Reza gets his cow cal- is uh <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! Why can't I not talk today? Those fucking eggs, those fish eggs, caviar. Yes. <laughs> Remember, he got them out of a vending machine one time.
2: Yeah, she's going to get vending machine sperm and, like, do a ghetto inject herself with her, like, Wu-saw
0: inhaler. Which I also loved that she explained that, no, she will not be stopping getting being high out of her mind from awake until sleep when she's pregnant. That she's going to just, you know, tone it down a bit. Tone it down a bit, which, and,
2: and even then, like, MJ... Why aren't you speaking up you were so vocal about Asa? Who has her shit together?
0: I'm wondering if they were instructed to take it easy on her because she stormed off and then she, like, awkwardly, like, came back in the middle of them talking.
2: I don't think so because I think it. I mean, the way that Andy bit those index cards that he uses for cue cards... I get the impression that he was like, please just let this bitch leave so we can fire her and be done.
0: <laughs> He's the one who wanted her, brought her back.
2: He, I mean, I think he did his due diligence and had a chat with her. But she doesn't bring much to the show. Like anybody who has watched this season, I hope would agree that she really hasn't brought much to the show. No. And that's because she's like preaching this whole woosah thing and she's, quote, chilling out. Well, we watched this show for Crazy Gold Nessa that broke glasses and
0: punched people in parking lots. So did you notice how the the Bravo interns scattered like little mice the second that Andy walked into a room, though?
2: Yeah. And I I want to know what that's about. <laughs> I love it. He, he's
0: probably like he's probably like that. Um, Kevin Costner, who doesn't let people look him in the or Bruce Willis doesn't let him look people in the eyes. You're an extra. Don't look me in the eyes. Oh my god. I love
2: I want I want to know. I got I always like wanted to think that he was like nice to all of his helpers and everything. He actually I...
0: does sound like he is based on like the the people that I listen to on Sirius and stuff like that. I just thought it was funny mm. cuz he does actually sound like he's pretty pretty good to nice. his, his peeps. Yeah, he took them all to see uh Backstreet Boys when they were all in uh Vegas recently. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Maybe <laughs> we're doing it wrong. Maybe we need to be working for Andy. I know.
0: Andy, hit us up. Hit us up.
2: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that that's probably the only thing that really, like, struck a major chord with me in the second part of the reunion. In the first part, I was... I know that you love how hard he came out of the gate, but I was annoyed by Nema. Oh,
0: I loved it. I loved everything I about he and Destiny. <laughs> they were like, "Get out of here, bitches!"
2: Yeah, but then that that fire quickly
0: went out. I mean, they it were did. like, <laughs> "The well, <laughs> champagne makes people." It makes me tired, so I don't know I why know. they keep giving people champagne <laughs> because champagne makes me tired, and I get very sleepy after like three mimosas.
2: I feel like they put Xanax in it. <laughs> yeah. Because he
0: and Destiny went out. They were like, snooze a wow. rue. Right. Like... Yeah.
2: And then Destiny starts crying again, which oh, God. I, I, I love, love her to Destiny death, but though. I don't want to see her cry anymore.
0: <laughs> no, they need a better storyline for her next season. Yeah. Because I, sure. I like that she's sticking around. I think that Nima's just an odd fit because like again like he doesn't have any connection to anybody so i feel like he's an odd bird and they clearly like nobody seems to really like him all that much like it's like that time that they remember when they brought in that really tall skinny girl who was super annoying for a season no oh, <laughs> yeah exactly so like there's no what stop bringing outsiders in like and then you bring asa back for like a hot second which i by no means want to see her diamond water ass back on the show. Aww. But, oh God, I hate her. Oh, yeah, I love her. I can't say, I because I think that she is like the rest, like the rest of them say, and I agree with them that they are, they're probably, except for Mike, which I think that he should get called out a bit more for this too. But I think that they all do really put themselves out there and she did not. And I think that that is, When you are coming to the table and expecting, it's why I think that why I'm not sad as much as I don't, I mean, I don't like her, but I don't, I thought she was good for the show for a while. Why I don't mind LVP leaving Beverly Hills, because you can tell in the last couple years that she just is not like she just does not want certain things aired and like go be on a scripted show. If you want to shape the storyline, like I'm not interested in that. Like you're either right. coming and airing it all out and allowing the producers to edit the way that they want to, or like, cause you can so tell as a viewer and I hate that. And I think that Asa thought she was smarter than that. Like, I mean, seriously for how many seasons do we need to hear about your stupid fucking calf tans? Like that was the only thing ever happening with her so
2: well and i think that it says a lot for when we get people on this show i mean we've seen it in every bravo show like lala from vanderpump rules uh stuff from shaw's gina and any other housewife whose significant other does not Mm -hmm. consent to being on the show for whatever reason it hinders their ability it really does I think that Asa could have brought more to the table, but I think that a lot of her hiding or not disclosing so much to the group was because of the significant other issue. Agreed. Yeah. So... But I, I don't know. I miss her dynamic with the group because she was so different from everybody else, mm-hmm. and that stirred up a lot of shit. Which, I mean, that's the whole point of watching this. These people have to have other friends that they can bring on. Like, where did Nima even come from? Like, I don't even. I don't know. But he can go back, and I'm over him and his weird sister. I know I've said this before, but I... I'm annoyed that we're talking about Mona so much, and she's not is she not coming on like we should not be talking about her
0: then because I forgot how pretty his girlfriend that he almost kissed Gigi for was she was beautiful like well above his pay grade like he's an idiot like (laughs) what are you doing she seems normal and calm and then I'm sorry like I do not think Gigi is pretty
2: no, I just think that um, Gigi has the appeal, from what I gather, to these men, uh, like that 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 bad boy. It's like the the women the woman equivalent of like that bad boy appeal of having something that you totally shouldn't have that and-
0: is going to ride your penis so hard it's going to break it. Right, and then also that's she'll what break your neck. Like, because- I feel like she is literally like gonna ride it until it snaps off or fucking bleeds and then she's gonna fucking
2: break your neck, break your neck.
0: And leave you for dead yeah, and take your money and then buy a and take, take your ring. wedding ring which again <laughs> just fucking give that guy his ring back you're really trying to hold on to this relationship for eight times as long as it was there because <laughs> you don't want to give a fucking stupid ring back that you're gonna keep in a box
2: get out Wait, of here just give I him the
0: fucking ring <laughs>
2: I love when Andy was like, how long were you even married for? She said seven weeks. And he says, oh, seriously.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but all right. So I know that um, it was pointed out that I pay attention to small details. Did you catch on when everybody was bickering <laughs> in the second reunion um, after Golnesa stormed off? I think it was after they were bickering. I don't even know what they were bickering about because I felt the way that Andy looked. The camera kept briefly looking at Andy and then panning away. Oh, it was when they were all fighting about Reza telling the group about Mike's breakup. And everybody just basically started screaming, did anybody pay attention to Andy in that five minute period of time that was like a time filler no he was so he looked like he was distracted he looked like he didn't know where he was and he would stare at his cards shuffle through them briefly glance at somebody and i'm saying like i need you to rewatch this five minutes because reza screams wait a minute i want to say something and andy's head like jerks up like oh fuck I'm on a reunion
0: (laughs) I wonder if he has an earpiece in I want to know because I never pay attention enough to know if he does I wonder though if he did or I wonder because then we finally see Gigi like off to the side so I'm wondering if he could see like the little mice working
1: Hmm.
0: and was like oh shit like they're in the middle of a conversation that i have to mediate but there's also still stuff happening elsewhere so i wonder if that i mean because that makes sense that like he would be kind of like
2: no, Gigi was sitting on the couch at that point. Oh, she
0: had come back already. Okay.
2: Yeah, so that's what I'm... Like, there was literally nothing for him to be distracted by. Uh, and yeah it was probably, the like, the number one blowout. We've seen in the previews, this is the scene that they keep on replaying over and over in the commercials for this. And it's Reza screaming, wait a minute, or whatever he says to get everybody's attention. And, and <laughs> I just need you to rewatch because... I paused it because I couldn't gain my composure, and I was laughing inappropriately during like a serious fight when we're supposed to be biting our nails and watching and watching all this unfold. And I was so distracted by Andy being on another planet in another show. He was planning Vanderpump Rules reunion. Like, I, I mean, I, don't know what
0: I wonder he was doing. <laughs> how much longer Shaw's is gonna go on.
2: I yeah, so I was gonna bring that up because well i mean mj is gonna have a baby which we know is gonna be public yeah because she's not even like into the second trimester and she's a super tenuous high-risk pregnancy and she has announced it to the world Yeah. well i mean now she's into the second trimester but when she announced it on the reunion she wasn't no and i guess she had the security of knowing that like if anything were to fall through with the pregnancy they could just edit that out
0: yeah but true. that's a
2: gamble would would bravo edit that out like i don't think they would i wouldn't <laughs> um and Gigi saying that she's supposedly gonna be pregnant soon and then reza and adam's issues So, I mean, they have done a really good job of setting up some pathways for a potentially good next season. It's just, what about Destiny and Nima? Well, (laughs) I also
0: think there's a lot of stuff individually, but I feel like at this point, like as a group, there's not going to be as much like traveling and all that stuff. Like, and I even felt like this season was a little lackluster because the only thing that was really kind of, going on was MJ's MJ's wedding wedding. Mm -hmm. so which I feel like honestly like had there been a little bit more I don't think MJ's wedding should have been a season long thing no I agree
2: and also so do you think that they're going to do a spinoff with MJ's baby I hope not (laughs) and Vita being like the grandmother from hell
0: um, i i hope not i don't i feel like g or g g i feel like m j is great, but I feel like her she and tommy's craziness is would be turned from fun to almost tragic if it was all that we were watching for forty five minutes <laughs> 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 you know like <laughs>
2: it like yeah no yeah i get it i get it yeah
0: i mean could you imagine like an entire season of the wedding episode like even just the short montage was like oh god these people are idiots no
2: i couldn't and i don't like when bravo does like don't be tardy for the wedding and all that shit i didn't like those i didn't find them appealing there was no need for me to like catch up immediately on an episode and I can't wait for the next episode it was like oh that happened Mm, I forgot I'll watch a couple episodes while I clean my house yeah (laughs) like I never really paid attention to any of that but I wonder like so those three characters like and I we should not call them characters I was just about to call them characters (laughs) they are Um, I'm rubbing off on yeah you are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think that Gigi and um, Reza and MJ tried really hard to plug in some good storylines for next season if there is going to be a next season. But
0: I think there could be the one cast. more, but I think that after that, like I, I, unless something crazy happens next season, I can't see it really going for all that much longer. I think they're getting near the end of their tenure.
2: Well, I also think that they're getting near the end of their... So, do you think that Reza and Adam are going to get divorced? Yes. Yeah, me too.
0: I think if Adam was smart, he would leave him already.
2: Yeah, there's no prenup.
0: Girl, bye. <laughs> Take half. He's probably just waiting. This... He's got, like, Reza, like, the low end of a stock. Like, he's waiting for the stock to go back up. And he's has going... hair care, honey. Yeah, he's waiting for that shampoo or that champagne shampoo to really fucking take off and he's then he's gonna grab his bottles and run because I mean I think I I don't even necessarily like Adam and I think Reza has made me uncomfortable at how embarrassed I would be if I was Adam almost every season since we've met Adam so oh yeah and I and but it I mean it doesn't go for much for I mean to say about Adam that in that I also still don't really like him either but like I just feel like I hope their relationship is different than what we see because I don't like it and I don't know and And I don't see it going much much places yeah and I think it's sad because it seems to me like if they were to have children it would be Reza paying for it so it would be Reza's sperm and then if something were to happen to their relationship uh that's going to be an awkward thing now that you're having because you don't really actually have a biological tie to that child and the person you're breaking up with does right so which is
2: like oh god that makes me so uncomfortable yeah um okay. and I was annoyed I I think I have not been as annoyed as most with him since he came on the show just because I thought that his dynamic with the group was interesting Um, and like not super typical to a spouse yeah, because he's an awkward white boy and he really doesn't fit in with the culture and I always found it like oh they're speaking Parsi in front of him and like I don't know just like shady seedy things like that but um, what really annoyed me this season was when he threw a hissy fit that he wasn't in MJ's wedding
0: yeah I thought that was really ridiculous too it
2: was like who the fuck are you and why are you like hanging out in the shadows I mean I did think it was weird
0: (laughs) that like her rando trainers were her other people but I mean
2: I think that was for the better because of how explosive like I think she knew that she was going to be enough drama and a much of a hot mess to her own wedding that she didn't need to have both Reza and Adam in the wedding
0: no (laughs) No.
2: So she was like, let me put Reza, Avi, and then let me put my hairdressers who have no opinion and they shower me with love and affection and they worship my every step. Yeah. And then the only person that can fuck up my wedding is me. (laughs) (laughs) Which I will. (laughs)
0: Um, All right. I don't really have much else to say. And we are at the 40 40 minute mark here of talking about Shaz and OC. Yeah, I don't. That was it. All right. Well, let's wrap there then. Um, okay. I forgot to mention at the top of the episode that we are now officially on iTunes. Woo-hoo! So please make sure that you guys go and subscribe to the podcast there so you can keep up with all of the happenings and all that exciting stuff there. Um, and we'll be back next week with an all new episode. Yay! Yay! All right. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.